Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, this is episode 31 of Intuitive Bites podcast. For the episode this week, I'm chatting with Rini Fry of Own It Babe from Instagram, and we're talking about giving up the pursuit of intentional weight loss. Um, as you can probably tell from my voice, I've been struggling with a bit of a cold the past few days, um, and you can actually hear that in the, the audio that you're going to hear as well, but I think this it's a little bit worse now than it was then, so so that's good. Um, but this is a really great conversation with Rini, um, like I mentioned, talking about giving up the pursuit of intentional weight loss, talking about why that is so hard uh, in the context of our culture, um, but also some like, you know, what the light at the end of the tunnel is and some of these amazing things you have to look forward to um, and just some methods of getting there. Um, as you'll notice from our conversation, one of the big things we talk about is just the importance of starting to challenge these ideas that you've had your entire life regarding, you know, what it means to be in a larger body or what it means, you know, to be thin and how that relates to health. Um, because if we don't start to question some of these assumptions that we've made throughout our life, um, then it's going to be really hard to, to move past that. So um, just a really awesome conversation to listen into this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start the audio with Rini for you guys. And as mentioned before, I'm going to link below to where you can find her on Instagram and her website and, you know, all of the resources that she has to offer. So definitely um, check her out there. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Rini. All right, Rini, we are good to go. I'm so excited to have you here. I would love if you could just introduce yourself a little bit, what you do and, you know, all of that, what you do in this space. Absolutely. Well, thanks. First of all, thank you for having me, Kirsten. I'm really excited. Like I said before we jumped on here, I'm always pumped to talk to professionals in the field and just, you know, pick each other's brains and connect and hopefully, you know, inspire the listeners as well. So my name is Rini Fry. Um, I run the Instagram account and blog called Own It Babe. I also have a podcast of my own. And what I essentially do is through my journey with recovering from disordered eating and eating disorder and severe body image issues, which I'm sure we're going to dive into, um, I'm now sharing my story in hopes that I can inspire other people to heal their relationships to food and their bodies. Um, and I also run an online program where I kind of just mentor people through some steps that are further along in their journeys and that are just looking for that extra community and help and support to keep progressing and moving forward in their journey. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And I told you this before, but I absolutely love the content you put out there. I think that Thank it you. reaches so many people in a, a really like unique way. And um, I think that's awesome. So I'm excited to talk to you today because, you know, the topic I kind of threw out there is one that, again, I think it hits so many people that are in this space that are interested in this work. And that's the idea of, you know, giving up this pursuit of weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, 
which I think is, again, like, I think it's, it's an interesting piece because at least with the work that I do, you know, I focus a lot on intuitive eating and I think people can become very on board with the concepts of intuitive eating. But when it comes to this, you know, giving up um, intentional weight loss or when it comes to body image stuff, that's like a sticking point, right? Like that's where it kind of comes down to. So I would love to hear, I guess I'm just going to throw out you, throw out to you, like, obviously our culture is super focused on, you know, that weight loss and thinness represent health and happiness and beauty and all these things. So what are your like initial thoughts on that and like how it is in our culture? Mm-hmm. That is a big, big question. Um, and I want to preface what I'm going to say with mm-hmm. the fact that I am in a very privileged body to be mm-hmm. able to say all these things. So this is something that I wasn't truly aware of until a couple of months ago that, you know, I can say things like, stop trying to shrink your body because there's yeah. so much more to life and there's just so much beauty out there that you're not able to see because you're so obsessed with food in your body. But mm-hmm. I've come to understand that, you know, it's really important to acknowledge that I can say these things and I don't get a ton of backlash because I am still, even after putting on a lot of weight and weight restoring and recovering and healing my relationship to food, I am still in a body that is considered small in our society. So, you know, I'm very lucky that I don't get people telling me that, you know, I am quote, promoting obesity or anything like that they're just kind of on board and they even say like wow that is so cool you're such a cool girl like that's let's be friends so that's important to to say I think and to acknowledge too but when it comes to your question of giving up the pursuit of weight loss I think it's really really hard to do because everywhere we look and even companies like Weight Watchers and, and other companies that were always diet focused are now all like you know, let's eat intuitively, but also focus on weight loss, you know, let's eat intuitively, but also like not eat sugar. You know, there's so many things, even with intuitive eating that have been co-opted by the diet industry, where people are just confused, right? And they're just like, well, it doesn't really make any sense for me to eat in a certain way if it's not going to result in weight loss. And I think this is just such an important piece of our work where we really like dismantle all of the subtle messaging that people get when it comes to, hey, you can eat intuitively because you will also lose weight. So it's really important to separate those two and to understand that intuitive eating is really just about being chill around food and just taking all this emotional charge out of the food and really just making friends with it and separating um, intuitive eating from the pursuit of weight loss. So I'd always say that this is the first step that needs to happen. And the second piece that comes into play when it comes to giving up the pursuit of weight loss is just understanding that we're all diverse and genetically different and every single body likes to sit within a certain weight range. And through um, our history of dieting, which I mean, most people have a long history of diets. It's just the reality. It's the culture we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't even know (laughs) the ideal weight set point or weight range that our body likes to sit at. We have no idea. So that is why it's so scary to give up this pursuit of weight loss because, you know, we might lose weight, we might stay the same weight, we might gain weight. So it's about making peace with the fact that our body is going to figure this out for us, and Mm. it will eventually settle. And I think, you know, for me, what really helped me push through those fears of like, 
you know, potentially gaining weight if I give up the pursuit of weight loss was the idea that once my body will find its ideal healthy weight set range, whatever that may be, it will finally stop fluctuating up and down like crazy. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but you know, with all of the chronic dieting and the yo-yoing up and down, my weight would fluctuate, you know, I mean, I don't want to say any numbers, but it was a very extreme amount that it was fluctuating up and down. So, you know, just that thought alone really, really helped me uh, make peace with the fact that yes, my body may change if I give up dieting and the pursuit of weight loss. But on the other side of it, Mm -hmm. it's just this freedom and liberation and just feeling super relaxed around food and food just not playing this negative role in my life anymore. And it just being about you know, fueling my body, but also satisfying my cravings and leaving me satiated. So I have the energy to then go out there and live my life and pursue my goals. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff in there. I love that. Yeah. Um, I think, um, it's interesting, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it's kind of, it's scary in the beginning when you think of giving up this intentional weight loss because this whole dieting cycle that, you know, we've gotten spun into reinforces fear, right? Like it reinforces the fact that like, if I give up my control, like I will gain, you know, gain weight or whatever. Um, which is probably true because of like the reality of that cycle. So again, it like reinforces that fear. And we think, Oh, if I give up control, I'm just going to endlessly like gain weight forever. And my body's always going to be like jumping up in weight and whatever. But the reality, like you mentioned, um, is that giving up that control. Yes. In the beginning, there may be some weight changes, but you will, the end result of that is finding a place where your body is happy to help you maintain without those crazy fluctuations that drive you crazy, you know? For sure. And I think another part that comes into play that fuels that fear is that, you know, in our society, we are taught that being in a bigger body means that we're unhealthy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these diety messages these days are all about health. Like sometimes, you know, the word weight loss isn't even mentioned. It's just kind of under the umbrella of health. So we are now taught that being healthy equals being thin. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, there's so much scientific information out there now that really dismantles that belief. So I think that's another important piece is to really understand that being smaller does not mean that you're healthier. Because if you're constantly all day worrying and tracking your calories and your steps and worrying about if you exercised enough and worrying about that extra piece of chocolate you had last night, like your body is going to be under constant stress and it's just never getting to relax. And that is definitely not healthy to me. Right. So also, also Rini, like there could be a person who isn't, you know, it doesn't have any of that going on, but also they're in a smaller body and also they have other, you know, things going on that they're not healthy for, right? Like things that we only associate with people in a larger body or other health, you know, things that are going on. So it's important to, I think that's a really important distinction that you're making, you know, that this assumption that we've been brought up with is actually not true. And we need to question that to kind of move forward with this. Oh my gosh, totally. And I mean, you know, I can even speak from my experience again and say that, you know, I don't always make super healthy choices with my food, but people just don't question me because I'm still in what is considered a smaller or quote normal body. Right. So there's just so many nuances to it. I could talk about that forever, but I think the most important thing to keep in mind is like, 
if you give up the pursuit of weight loss, just start thinking about what you're going to gain out of that. Like picture, set up a picture for yourself or imagine yourself being free and at peace with food and your body and what that will mean for the rest of your life. Because that for me, I think was the biggest shift that truly allowed me to slowly chip away at that fear um, of weight gain and at the fear of giving up dieting and restricting and being rigid around food. Yeah, I think that's, that's so helpful. And it's something that's really tangible, I think, for people to focus on. Because if, you know, your main concern for most of your life has been your body and, and weight loss and thinness, then that's going to be your primary focus. And, you know, weight gain is going to be that much scarier. But if you start thinking about all of the other things, like you said, that you're going to gain in your life, and that you can pour your energy and time into in your life, then it gets kind of exciting. And then you get to, you know, build upon the things that you care about, you know, and value. Oh my gosh. Yes, totally. And I always like to talk about it in terms of like, this is a really scary journey. Like, it's like a dark tunnel almost that you go into, right? Especially if you come from a background of disordered eating, it's so scary and overwhelming to even think about what it would be like not to track your calories, for example, like all of these little habits that are so destructive, but it's like, okay, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. If you start imagining everything else that your life will consist off once that mm-hmm. desire to lose weight is gone because there will be so much mental space and energy to pursue bigger things that actually bring us joy. Yes, that is that is so exciting and so awesome. And I think that that's a light bulb that really, um, <laughs> that's a really sh- a shift in this process. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering your thoughts on, you know, whether giving up the pursuit of intentional weight loss is a linear thing. Like, is it straightforward? Like, what are your thoughts about that? Oh my gosh, I have so many <laughs> thoughts on that. <laughs> this is a great question. Yeah. It's it's definitely not linear. And the reason is, you know, there's so many reasons. But the main reason I think for me personally was that there's so many just triggers around us. There's mm-hmm. Instagram, there's, you know, ads, there's people in our inner circle, like family members, work colleagues, they're all talking about their diets. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially now, I mean, now we're into March, but like January February. I mean, looking through social media and Mm -hmm. I've done a good job at cleaning out my feet, but I still see ads that I didn't sign up for. And they're, you know, they're all about some new diet or some new nutrition information that we should adapt and some foods we need to cut out. And it's really hard to kind of have that tunnel vision and keep looking at that light at the end of the tunnel, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. instead of getting sidetracked by those shiny things that promise, you know, quick weight loss and things like that. And and what these things are actually selling us is that we'll be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's selling us happiness. It's selling us fulfillment. And mm-hmm. we've made this connection that weight loss means happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And that just could not be further from the truth because if we have to restrict ourselves and restrict our lives in order to look a certain way, that definitely doesn't sound fulfilling to me. But again, like if you're in the middle of this and you're trying to make peace with your body and you see your body changing and you're trying to eat intuitively and you're having a tough day, it's so it's just easy to be vulnerable to these messages and and fall back. And for me personally, I definitely like I talk openly about this. The first 6 to 8 months of my recovery, I was 
definitely not on the right track. Like I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm making peace with food. Here's my sugar-free smoothie bowl. Or, oh, you know, I'm eating cookies now. I mean, they're paleo and sugar-free, but like they're still cookies. You know, I wasn't really making peace with food and I was still holding on to the idea that, you know, I could live my life um, gaining just a little bit of weight or, you know, eating paleo cookies instead of the real cookie. And all of these things really, really help me back from truly making peace with food. But I think it's important to also acknowledge that we can't just go from spending our entire lives being obsessed with food and our bodies to being completely free in like a matter of weeks. Like this is a process. We need to acknowledge where we're at. We need to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. Um, Another important thing would be just setting boundaries as much as you can with people that you feel are not ready um, to understand where you're at and that are still, you know, deeply ingrained in diet culture and pursuing weight loss to just, you know, separate yourself from them, even emotionally, even if it's your mom, like just spending some less time with them or being open about the fact that, you know, you prefer to not talk about these topics because they're triggering. That was a big part of my journey too, but I would definitely say it was anything but linear. Um, But again, that's why I brought up the example of, of, you know, painting that picture of what your life could look like once you work through it. This is something that I held on to you know, right from the beginning. And that really helped me understand like, hey, I'm not actually really recovered. Like I am sort of recovered, but I'm still eating the paleo cookie, even though I want to eat the real cookie, if that makes sense. Like I was still kind of restricting myself mentally. um, And that was something that took a while to overcome. So I think compassion for yourself and for where you're at is so important in that. And just understanding like this will take time and you slowly have to chip away at all of the layers that are even underneath that obsession with weight loss. Because like I said earlier, like we're not being sold weight loss. We're being sold all the things that, you know, quote, come with the weight loss, even though that's not true in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me personally, I think for a lot of us, right? Like another thing that's being sold with that is worthiness, right? So like, if I don't believe in my own worthiness, just as I am, my outlet for that was, okay, I'm going to fix my body. And then I will, exactly. you know, then I will be worthy. And then people I'll get the attention or whatever that I'm craving. Um, so like you're saying, like chip underneath, what is the weight loss going to do in your life? Or what do you believe that that weight loss was going to do in your life and focus there, like put your energy there and your resources there and your compassion there. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so powerful what you said about the worthiness. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, it's, it's about learning to be worthy right now and not attach it to a certain look, but this is definitely really, really hard work and it takes time, but it's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too, I think it's only natural in our culture and just in general as humans to be like, okay, let me figure out what the destination is and get there as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is that with intuitive eating, with being a human is the destination is the journey. So, (laughs) you know, owning, like you had mentioned, like owning where you're at and finding compassion where you're at right now. And like, that is the key. It's not easy. um, But you can do it in small ways every day by just literally acknowledging where you're at. And, and like I said, showing compassion for that moment. And that, that is kind of the key to under this stuff. It's not getting to the point where you never think about 
you know, pursuing weight loss or you never think about like, oh, my life might be different if I was thinner or, um, you know, it's, it's not, the, the point is not to get to this place where everything's perfect. You never have a thought about your, a bad body thought or you never, you know, question food or whatever. Um, it's just about that journey to getting somewhere that's serving you better and that feels better and feels more authentic and feels more fulfilling, right? Oh, you said something so powerful there that I just quickly want to touch on, which is that intuitive eating is not like a 30-day makeover. It's not like, here's a 30-day challenge to a better you or whatever the ads are that we see on social media. Like, this is not, and this is the reason that so many people gravitate, including myself, by the way, in the past, like yeah. gravitate towards those 30 day challenges. Cause it's like, Oh, here's how to fast track your worthiness. Like yeah. you can't like, this is so, it's just You're now right. looking to it from the other side of like having done all this work. I'm like, this is so ludicrous. Like, I don't understand how I used to fall for it all the time. But at the same time, like we're humans, like, of course, if somebody comes along and, and promises us like to feel fantastic and to have this perfect life in 30 days, like, of course, we're going to sign up for that versus here's how to learn to eat intuitively for the rest of your life. But it may take like a year or so to get there. So it's like, well, I'm going to take the 30 days. <laughs> so yeah. I think, I think that's also important to understand that, you know, It, this isn't a 30-day journey yeah. and this can't be a 30-day journey on either side. And that's why all of these 30-day challenges are so damaging because we go through them and then, you know, we have this false sense of worthiness for a little while until our body rebels and asks for more and more and more food. And then we feel like we fell off the wagon and then we feel guilty and then we feel even more unworthy. And it's just this endless yeah. cycle. Because we're deriving... If we're deriving our worth from that success and losing weight and then our body rebels and we naturally regain, yeah. then all of that worth is immediately, like it's, it's just like totally taken away, right? Yes. Oh, it's so damaging. Totally. Yeah. Powerful. So Rini, I would love for you to just kind of think about, you know, someone who's listening to this and this, this message is totally resonating and, you know, they're struggling with this idea of giving up pursuit of the pursuit of an intentional weight loss, like any last thoughts direct that you could direct at them um, for just kind of where to start with this and what they should do? I think, you know, the first thing for me in my journey that really helped me was to expose myself to a different narrative than I was in at the time. So to really start listening to podcasts like yours, um, podcasts that talk about intuitive eating that aren't focused around weight loss, because they're out there, like there's more and more podcasts like that. There's more and more, you know, Instagram accounts of people like you, Kirsten, or, you know, mm -hmm. other people that have gone through it. Um, my account, you know, just people sharing their story and their journey. Um, that was for me a really powerful first step to understanding like, hey, there can me another way like I don't have to be stuck in the cycle forever there is there is a way out like I can just get myself out of it I can remove those chains of diet culture so mm -hmm. you know understanding um you know 
how to even go about that and hearing other people that have already gone through it successfully, that for me was a big, big inspiration and first step. Um, another few resources I want to mention is the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, the book Health at Every Size and Body Respect by Linda Bacon. Those are some great books to just understand even the science behind all of that and understand the idea behind health at every size and intuitive eating. Mm. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to mention is to really just be conscious about what you're consuming online. Like, unfollow people on social media that you feel like you're constantly comparing yourself to that make you feel less than um, you know, a lot of people maybe in smaller bodies that you find triggering or that make you feel like you need to go on this 30 day reset diet or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and fill your feed up with people of all kinds of shapes, sizes, skin colors, backgrounds, genders, like keep your feed as diverse as possible. Because I'm going to tell you, like for me, that was so huge to just normalize all body shapes and sizes and not just look at the one body ideal that we're taught to strive for. Um, I think this is a great place to start because, you know, your listeners are probably a lot like I used to be. It's like, mm. okay, okay, I want to go on this intuitive eating journey. Like mm. I want to make this perfect and I want to do everything perfectly. And I want to like mm. buy all these books and courses. And, you know, so I think it's just important to, again, have compassion, take it slow, dip your toes into it, see how you feel like, see how much better it'll make you feel to consume content that leaves you inspired, that leaves you hopeful, um, that doesn't promise these quick results or whatever, but that talks about, hey, there's a different way. You don't have to make weight loss your you know, legacy or your life's goal because there's so much more to life. I think that this is where I would start. So I hope this is helpful. So helpful. I, I find it helpful. I'm sure everyone listening will too. <laughs> so powerful. Thank you for that. Um, great sure. summary. Um, Rini, why don't you just kind of give people information as to where they can find you and maybe highlight again, like some of the things that you have to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. My um, handle is at own it, babe. So the three words own it, babe, um, all on word. So that's where I spent most of my time. That's where you can connect with me. Um, I also have a blog and a website own it, babe.ca. I have a podcast called own it, babe. And I'm just about to launch um, the program I was talking about earlier, which is called fearless food freedom blueprint. It's sort of a five week program for people that have really already done the work. So you know, people that have gone through treatment, um, maybe if they did struggle with disordered eating or just sort of already worked with a professional, um, worked with a dietitian or a therapist, and they're just further along in their journey, but they're looking for more of a community to just exchange ideas and sort of stay on this journey and not get sidetracked. So that will be launching this Thursday. I'm really, really excited about that. So when you air this episode, it'll probably be already out and you can find that on my website as well. Oh, so awesome. Thank you. And I will link below too, so people can easily find it. Um, awesome. Thank you again so much, Rini, for joining me. This was a great conversation. Oh, I feel the same way. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, guys, that is the episode this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you're liking the podcast episode so far, I would really, really appreciate you taking a moment to uh, head over to iTunes, leave a rating or review, um, even if you just click the stars and let me know what you think of the podcast that way. It takes, you know, two seconds, but it really makes a difference. Um, or if you want to type a quick comment, that's also greatly appreciated as well. Um, 
Yeah, and if you want to find out more about Rini and all of the resources she's got to offer, I'm going to link below to where you can find her and all of that. I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I'm going to go now because I need to spare my voice. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.